today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer had a very shiny nose. Is it not too early for this? And if you ever oh. saw it, no, it's December 3rd. Even say it it's December 3rd! All of the other Run for your lives! Used to laugh and call him oh, do we have the clip from the lady that... And this is uh, this is Corrine uh, Conley. She is the voice of Dolly. Uh, Sue in the stop motion Rudolph the uh, uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. She was the voice of Dolly. Um, I think I remember her. This was one of my favorites, and I used to cry all the time as as a kid, and my sister would laugh at me. Uh, so anyway, the, the situation he, uh, now is that uh, some people are upset. That uh, just this past week, uh, Tuesday night on uh, CBS, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the way, Charlie Brown, the Grinch, they all, you know, uh, all, all get uh, played this time of year. Some people joke that they notice a few things that the, in the Christmas classic that they didn't always spot or simply ignored as time went by. And many are now saying that, I, I guess, the same with other uh, political, uh, politically correct decisions, that... Uh, there's some situations here that isn't uh, very nice. Some of them, uh, the bird that couldn't fly, that uh, 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 Cornelius throws out of the sleigh. So how do you look at these old classics through today's lens? Is it something that we have to do? Do we have to keep that in mind? Or is it time to reevaluate some of these and say, ah, this isn't appropriate anymore? Or... Are we just angry? And we're looking for something to bitch and complain about. Why are we why are we so divided on things? Is it just where we are in society? Some say that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer promotes bullying. Uh, one of the original actresses says that this is the perfect time to bring this special back, given the rise in bullying of today's society. Are we too offended by these sorts of things? Same thing. Uh, radio station in the U.S. is banning the song Baby It's Cold Outside, citing the Me Too era. Uh, here's what the voice of Dolly had to say. I would say that it's more relevant now than ever because there is so much bullying going on. But, I mean, it's all reconciled in uh, Rudolph. And surely people wouldn't love it so much if they if it left a resonance of bullying. It wouldn't be so indelible on people's hearts. And believe me, I've got to tell you, having been in it and having a list of credits over the last credits over the last 60 years, people read my credits and say, oh, you were in Rudolph. And they, you know, start to cry. Now, I don't think that they are associating Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer with bullying. Or at least bullying that hasn't been reconciled. Uh, that's Corrine Connolly, the voice of Dolly from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, uh, speaking to TMZ on the political incorrectness of this show. Let's bring in Dr. John Huber, clinical forensic psychologist uh, from Mainstream Mental Health and is with us now. Thanks so much for the time, John. Much appreciated. Well, thank you for having me on today. So what are your thoughts when we see, I mean, this isn't the first time that this has happened now. It's obviously with a, uh, uh, 
a show that we've seen every uh, Christmas time at, the, at this time of the year for years and years. How do we view these past productions with today's lens? Well, first of all, I think it's, it's compassionate and admirable that people want to be compassionate and are concerned about about these situations. However, in this situation, it's not about the bullying. It's about overcoming adversity. It's not about any kind of racism. It's about overcoming obstacles in our life. And I think we would be naive to think that there are not injustices and instances in our in our modern day that people are treated unfairly. And if all we learn to do is to shut down, we're not, we're not being the, the, the society I want to be part of. So the fact that Rudolph overcame and then became better than everybody else because he forgave everybody and continued to incorporate them into his life at that point. I think it's actually a very positive message, and just like Dolly said, uh, you know, people, if it was really about that, it wouldn't have lasted 60 years. So are we paying too much to the offense of political correctness and not enough to the message? As, you, as, as even Dolly said, uh, the, the fact that this has been reconciled. I, I would agree with Dolly in that situation. I think that, you know, the whole thing about about Christmas and the holiday time is about being around people you care about and love. And this Rudolph pushes that and he he brings people together. That's what that's what he does. And it was reconciled. So definitely I agree with with Dolly. So talk about the reaction. Um, are we overreacting to things? You said earlier uh, you, you thought it was positive that we did. How do we balance this? Well, it, and it's tough. We, we've got to teach our kids today that the world is not a perfect place. And, you know, one of the things we've seen, for example, the millennial generation, one in five are attempting suicide. And the research is suggesting that it's because they've never had to deal with the adversity. Their parents protected them from everything. Then they turn 18, 19 years old and go out on their own. And the world's a difficult place and they don't know how to handle it. So we're doing our, our children a disservice by not showing them that the world is not a perfect place. Uh, let's talk about, and some made reference to the Me Too movement. Um, how do we look at these past issues through today's lens, whether it's, um, and, and, you know, perhaps it's different depending on, on which, which issue you're talking about, whether it's something right. that's a political correctness in, in a cartoon like this or something you, that can be confused or, or, or construed as, as sexual assault. How do, we, how do we look at our past differences, our, our, our past perhaps negative reaction to things right. through today's lens? Well, one of the things we have to realize is that uh, if we don't look at it, we're doomed to repeat ourselves. Because if we don't know what's going on in our past, we're, we're going to follow those same pathways. So hiding it and trying to pretend like it never happened is actually doing those people who are trying to stand up for bullying or against bullying, rather, and against these uh, misogynistic attitudes. You know, people won't believe that they actually existed and we're doomed to repeat ourselves. So we have to, we have to keep that in our mind. And, and something as positive as this 
overcoming everything, and he didn't have to beat anybody up and strong-arm anybody, uh, is a good message. And our children need to hear that, and they need to see that the world is not a perfect place. Mom and Dad can't always protect them. Let's take that one step farther. A different okay. example. Uh, Canada's first prime minister, John A. Macdonald, lots of schools, institutions named after him, uh, statues, what have you, also responsible for residential schools uh, during that time period, um, which with the Truth and Reconciliation uh, uh, documents up here now. Um, this is uh, now becoming uh, more to the forefront. Students are being educated about this. Does that mean that we should remove the name of John A. Macdonald or statues from that first prime minister because he, and frankly, everybody else at that time, agreed with residential schools? Well, you know, it's kind of like what they did here in in the States where they went through and they got rid of every yeah. name of every civil war hero whether they own slaves or not because well they were a hero of the civil war and it it's important to keep those names out there again if we don't know where we've been we're doomed to repeat ourselves and it, it's it's that circle of education and you know good things came out of what a lot of these people did not everything they did was was harmful and and bad so we have to remember that, that there's two sides to every coin. And don't hide the shame. Don't hide the negative things, but emphasize the positive. It's too easy to just point blame at things we don't like. It's really hard as human beings to stand up for the good things that people did, even when they've done some pretty heinous things at the same time. Are we going out of our way? You said it's a good thing to obviously recognize this and have these discussions. Are we going out of our way to criticize? Are we more angry now than we were? Or are we just fixing the past? But it seems we seem to be doing it with 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 venom in our in our veins. Right. And I think that's the problem. If we could do it again with this ability to actually see some of the positive in, in going down that road, I think it would be much more beneficial. Instead, it's all about anger and hate. And though some of these people may have actually been in that position where they were pushed in that, uh, I, I would wager to say most of them think at that time what they were doing was right. And it's not right today. We know that. But not being aware of it and losing that history, I think I think there's a way to do it, and we're not really doing it the right way now. We're we're throwing exactly the same hate and angst that we said they were using into the fire. Why are we angry now? Again, it's easy for us to be angry. It's hard for us to stand up for things we like and say, "Hey, this is what I like about this situation. Let's focus on that," because now you're vulnerable and. If you say you're offended by by somebody, political correctness says nobody can argue with your you being offended. So you're kind of safe, and uh, that's one of the the downsides of political correctness. You can't stand up and say yes, this person wasn't perfect. Look what they did well, and then they turn out and say oh, so you're condoning everything else. So you must be racist too, or you must be this way or that way. Is, politi- is political correctness stymieing, stymieing our knowledge of these issues? Yes, I believe so. Not, not in the current generation, but the generations coming up behind. 
yes. What about uh, radio stations not playing uh, certain songs like Baby It's Cold Outside, uh, I guess misogynistic uh, comments in the song, which, you know, I I, I don't think anybody's noticed for this time, uh, noticed sort of in the past. Now, of course, with the Me Too movement, front and center. Your thoughts on, on restricting the play of this song? Well, if you just read the lyrics, then definitely yes. But if yeah. you you know hear the the female voice in there, none of that sounds like she's frightened or scared or being forced into any situation. There's no there's no terror in her voice. And you know, human com- communication is about eighty percent nonverbal. And unfortunately, the generations coming up, they're pretty much all you know text language, and they're losing that nonverbal communication gap and they're trying to use emojis and it just doesn't do the right job so they're going through and following it in the text and saying oh this is obviously bad and misogynistic let's let's ban this uh have an interesting email here from a listener cameron society is losing its ability to understand context is that valid yes i totally and that's that's what i was trying to say with the voice of the, the female singer you don't get the context when you read the text, printed text, but when you hear it, you understand that that's not what's going on. Why are we looking so hard for something bad? Why are we looking so so deeply for something negative? Or are we? Or are, are we? Or is it just about time? I, I, I think we are, and part of the reason why is it's easy, and it's safe for us as people in the media because we're going to get listeners. We're going to get people reading our printed text. They're going to go follow the link. And we didn't really have to risk anything. Whereas I said before, if we talk about things we like, then we're exposed. We're vulnerable. And everybody else may not like what you like, so it may not sell. Uh, we're hearing now, obviously, all the tributes uh, pour in in regard to uh, the 41st president of the United States. Um Hearing of all these people from various political stripes, past and present leaders, talk about this man's diplomacy, what a nice guy he was, what a great guy he was, whether you liked his politics uh, or not. Uh, One of his lines, you know, we want a kinder, gentler America. Do people people take pause with that or is this just another news story for the next week and soon we'll forget all about that and what we've learned from him? It's funny because two years ago, you know, he was in in his state of Parkinson's and and stuff was being accused of trying to you know grope one of his aides. I remember that somebody, yeah, you know, and they were talking about how evil he was. And now that he's gone, they're jumping up and saying, "Oh, he was so wonderful." And it, it, I think it's very disingenuous. A lot of the stuff that's out there, you know, there are people who totally do believe what they're saying. But I think there's a lot of people I'm seeing in the media that I watched two years ago just lambast this man uh, as being being sexist and a misogynist and all that kind of stuff. So I'm taking it with a grain of salt. I'm hoping that his legacy, you know, does carry on. And uh, if, if it does, great. If it doesn't, you know, uh, it, somebody else's will. So we'll have to we'll have to focus and see what what's going on. And only only time will tell. Are there times in in society when we are happier than others? Is this a down time? Is this a wow. pessimistic time? Well, 
you know, when we look at surveys uh, here in the states, we, we find that actually about 65, 70% of the people are relatively happy with things in general. What I'm hearing is when you ask about specifics, for example, the holiday season, you know, we know that before, before December 1st, about 17% of our population was burnt out and already have, you know, frustration with the festivities. Hmm. And by Christmas Day, that number will be estimated somewhere around two out of three people will be frustrated and sick and tired of all the holiday festivities. So if we ask about a specific event, I think we get a lot more people that are frustrated. But when we talk in general, I think it's actually more of a positive time. And uh, it's, it's kind of interesting to see how all of that plays out, because if we, we we can sit and nitpick, or we can just look at our general overall state of well-being. Hmm. And, uh, and what's truly important. And what's truly important. You know, why, why do we really celebrate the holidays? It's because we want to spend time with the people we care about and we love, our families and close friends. And it's really not about getting the newest computer or the newest cell phone. And uh, we feel like we're in a competition sometimes, and I think that that's why people are frustrated around the holidays. But it's not really about that. Do the politics of the day make us pessimistic? Can we blame a leader on that? I don't know if we can blame a leader. I think I think we can blame all of our politicians because what do they use? You know, they they use angst and and separation to try and divide everybody so that you'll hopefully vote for them. And I think it drives down the spirit of our culture. And you know, politics is something we need to be able to talk about, and we need to be able to look at each other and have a valid conversation and and understand that somebody. Probably everybody else out there has a different opinion than you do. And if we don't openly talk about that, we're not going to ever come to some happy medium place. If all we do is point fingers and put people down for it, nobody's going to talk about what they want to have happen. And we're all going to be dissatisfied. It seems there's a lot of divisiveness in the world today. Does that, will, will that get better? Does that change? Is that cyclical? I think it's, it's cyclical. I think it's going to change. I think a lot of it has to do with social media today, and we're learning. Social media is so new. If we think about television, for example, we yeah. had decades with only you know three or fewer channels, and then by the 70s, we started to get cable, and we could get 20, then 30 channels, and now we get well over 300 with cable and satellite and every other access, and many more online. Uh, but with the Internet, I mean, social media started when cell phones became smartphones in 2007 and we've been dealing with this now for 11 years and it has dramatically changed the world in less than a decade and we're adjusting and we're trying to come up with the the cultural norms for this but we're not there yet and i look at it like this we, we survived elvis after being told he was going to destroy our world <laughs> we'll get through this it's just that's an interesting that's an interesting question john is the generation gap now bigger than it ever was simply because of technology well forget about elvis and whether you watched him or frank sinatra <laughs> is this even more divisive than elvis and frank sinatra debate i i think it's not necessarily a generational gap. I work with patients who are in their 90s who can go through an iPhone 
and use it just as well as a 15-, 16-year-old kid. Good point. And then I know 30-year-olds who can't figure out how to even make a phone call on their iPhone. Um, I think... (laughs) I think some of us are just more adapt to to technology than others. I think what's what's dividing us is again people who grew up before cell phones know how to make eye contact when they shake somebody's hand. People who have only known a world with that smart technology are having to be taught by their family and friends how to do that because it's not being learned along the way. Dr. John Huber has been with us, clinical forensic psychologist, chairman of Mainstream Mental Health. John, as always, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Stay happy. Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. Have a blessed day. You too. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.